everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. I felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I'll bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're at the East North Port Fair and Carnival and Music Concert. Make sure you come down. Three days of glory down here at East North Port. Yeah! How about that? Welcome back to Everything Old is New again this week. I am Douglas Viviani here with the Boulevard himself. Sorry to say that Frenchy. Boulevard himself david cohen yeah good to be here was that your voice that we heard no that's what everybody in east northport sounds like that i don't know if you realize (laughs) there was some there's a level of excitement from living (laughs) east northport that's just off the charts uh the east northport fair is back pandemic but damned so to speak and we have a nice little time for ourselves with the street fairs I know David Cohen lives in New York City. There are street fairs everywhere, and it have to be. I'm convinced of it, and we're going to find it and look at it. Street fairs all throughout the country, the different kind of foods there are, the different kind of rides there are, provincial and not. Let's just take a look. Let's dive in a little bit into our, my festival that I go to. And it's in, in East North. Park. In East North. They have a craft beer and wine garden. So that's the first place I go. Because I got the kids, and you got to kind of, you got to take the edge off. Start with the alcohol. (laughs) Then they have a car show, which is kind of cool. Once in a while, you'll see the Back to the Future car or antique cars. Of course, they have that. They've got bands that at a bandstand that play round the clock. So that's kind of fun. By the way, if we were in when we were in high school, if we'd have known about this, the news could have played at the East Northport Fair. Our our band could have been our ticket or ticket to ride, but no, didn't happen. Then they have something that I think is the most ridiculous thing to have at a fair at all. Meet your elected officials. Do you want to go to a fair? I don't care where you stand. You want to meet an elected official? Come on. Really? <laughs> it's the last thing I want to do. Maybe I'm trying to get away from all that. the elected official was sitting in a big tank of water and you had to throw something and watch him get dumped. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, how about costumed characters? They've got some costume characters there. They have rides, the you know all kind of the slides and the all the merry-go-round rides, all that stuff. And to me, and this year I was gonna do it. This actually story happened two years ago. I can't lie. I was gonna do it. Dunkin' Donuts sponsors a donut eating contest. Oh no! At the East Northport Fair. <laughs> Did you do it? I signed up for that fair, and I was going, man. I, 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 I'm not a donut guy. I very, very rarely eat donuts, but I figured, you know what? It's East Northport. It's not a lot of people. How hard could it be to gain some level of of notoriety for everything old is new again, or for myself, or my family, or my kids, or something? There's the yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, it would certainly be something to be proud of. Is it? Is it just... <laughs> Stuffing your face with, like, the hot dog eating contest? How many you can eat? Yes, they give you 10 minutes. They throw in front of your face the Dunkin' Donuts, not cream-filled. It's usually the glazed donuts or any of them that are circled, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, and I said, I'm going to just do the glazed ones because they're more airy than like the chocolate ones that have like the little dents running in the stand. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's my plan. I didn't practice for it at all. I'm not a donut guy, but I don't care. I'm doing this. And I, so I go, to, I go to the fair with Leo, Leo and I. My wife doesn't, she's not a fan of the fair. She'll go, but she doesn't, I should say this. She likes the fair, but she doesn't like the rides. So basically she's watching the three of us do the rides. So I understand. Yeah, she's like me. Yeah. Yeah, she's not really. And we'll talk about David Cohen and New York City's fairs next. That's for sure. Now, so I'm at this fair. It's a beautiful sunny day. The, the band is Liverpool Shuffle, and they're playing Beatles music. So Leo's all hopped up. He's loving this. And we've seen them before at the bandstand in Northport by the water and all. It's 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 going good. So, you know, we see the magic show. There's a magic show there. A guy pulls a rabbit out of a hat, literally, and all that. It's very basic magic, but he, he doesn't. And so it's fun. So having a good day. So, okay, Leo, let's get going. It's 2 o'clock is going to be the donut eating contest. Dad's joining it. We've been talking about it for days. We're all hopped up. We can't, dis- we, you know, what kind of donuts to order and all this. It's going to be great. Wait, do you have to bring your own donuts? No, but you know you have to order and tell them what you want, or at least you know. uh, I see. Okay. So okay, okay you know at least it's, there's different. There's twelve donuts per box, and you pick the one box up of the donuts that you kind that you like. Okay. Okay. So all right, Leo, this will be fantastic. This will be the greatest thing. Ever. We've been talking about. It. He's telling his kids, his buddies at school. My dad is going to be in the donut eating contest on Sunday at two o'clock. You want to come down? You could be wearing that white shirt. The, the white everything old is new again shirt on. I don't know why. I think this is prideful. But I, I feel like I'm I'm listening to a rehash of an of a Simpsons episode. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Okay. So so but so we just get the idea. All of a sudden, it's like it's like one ish one one twenty something around there. So he's all right, Leo. You got to go to the bathroom. I want to make sure you know you stand behind me. You got to be my coach. He's going to stand behind me and he's going to coach me on. You're allowed to have somebody by. So this is my my again my seven year old behind me. <clears throat> so. He goes to the bathroom, and then as we're going to the location where the where the donut eating contest is, it's still a half hour to go, and he meets a buddy of his, right? And they, they're leaving the fair, and they've got a couple extra tickets. So they hand us a couple extra tickets. Hey, I, thank you. Okay. Uh, you're not going to watch us through the, you know, we got to go. Okay. So Leo says, you know, I, I actually, I have, I have to say, it's my idea. I, have to, I can't blame this poor kid. I say, look, there's the Ferris wheel right there. It's the easiest ride on the planet. Let's, with these tickets, we got a half hour. There's no line. Let's get to the Ferris wheel. We'll ride the Ferris wheel around a little bit. I get myself calmed down for this event. We'll walk over. We'll make a nice entrance when we get announced. Sit down. Leo, you're going to be behind me over my right shoulder, and you're just going to keep on egging me on to eat on the eat, eat this. If I drop them, there's water there, too. So if I drop the water, please fill the water back up. That's all I need is some water, okay? So we're all planned out. We're good. I said, let's go on the Ferris wheel. We'll talk about our strategy one more time while we do the Ferris wheel. Doesn't sound so bad. So, all right, let's do that. So we get on the, give the tickets and everything from the, his buddy. We get on the Ferris wheel, just the two of us. You know how it starts. You know, you sit in the chart and the chair and you go up and then you go all the way up and then you stop again. Somebody else is getting on and you go back down and it's a boop and you go around like, you know, five times, right? So we go up and it's like the third time we go up and, it, you know, we're, we finally reach the pinnacle, the top. And because everybody gets a chance to, you know, see your surrounding area from the top of the Ferris wheel. It doesn't doesn't go round and round all the time, right? You know what I'm talking about. It stops all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we yeah, stop yeah. and we're looking. We're just having that grand old time. And, we're, and we, we spot, we see them bringing over. Dunkin' Donuts has like a van labeled Dunkin' Donuts. And we see them driving onto the field. And they are, like, they open the van and you see them taking out boxes and boxes and boxes boxes and boxes of donuts and they're setting them up 
And it's a, the, the, just like you imagine, there's table at the table next to each other. So there's about 12 contestants. And so we see like one or two contestants there. We go, okay, listen, Lee, this is the last time around. We got to get, we got to get over there. They're all setting up. We got to get to this, this right. nerve wracking. Yeah. Let's get to it. And there's three or four people over there. And we're just like, okay, when this thing gets going again, we are going to get right over there. You have to go to the bathroom. You did that already. So we're good, right? Okay. And then it's like six or seven people sitting down all getting set up okay leo so when we do this right i mean just want to understand you got to find out where the water is so if i drop a water because i'm you know notorious going fast and getting nervous the the water will spill i need you need to know where the water is so you can fill the cup up okay good we're looking up top we see the the, you know the 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 yellow jug with the red top you know where the water is so leo that's where you're gonna go okay Okay. so now there's like nine or ten people and the time is passing and you're still on the ferris still on the ferris like what's going on here it's like now there's 10 out of the 12 people already lined up, ready to go. And this Ferris wheel hasn't, hasn't moved in a while. So my blood pressure, start, I'm, I'm starting to get concerned. I'm starting to get really concerned, because now it's like seven minutes to two. And there's 11 people there. And then they make the announcement. We're oh, looking no. for one more contestant, one more. Let's see. Douglas Viviani. Oh, no. Please come to the Dunkin' Donuts booth. The contest is about ready to begin. You heard Leo scream previously on our previous show of fear Mm -hmm. from the Halloween show, being frightened by Michael Myers when he opened the car door. Yes, I remember that vividly. That scream bellowed in my ear again because he was so frightened that we're going to miss this thing. I go, Leo, it's okay, man. We're screaming. I say, Leo, in unison, let's just say, I'm over here. The both of us are going to say. So we both start yelling, I'm over here from the top of our lungs. Nothing. I said, well, let's say Viviani. Viviani! Viviani! He was bellowing out above the fair, the, our names. No one's hearing us. Nothing's happening. And the first wheel's not happening. And then we hear the worst thing, worse than Michael Myers opening the car door. <laughs> okay, Douglas Viviani's been replaced by Johnny oh. Jones, the big... The, Contest begins, and we literally are on top of this stinking Ferris wheel, which we got stuck on. It's it's stuck, obviously. It's not working. We're watching the donut eating contest before our eyes on top of the Ferris wheel. We watch it. We see this one, that one, the other one win. They're having fun. Everybody's laughing. They're dropping the water. They go get the water. The kids are getting the water. They're helping out. What do I get? I get stuck on the Ferris wheel. Poor Leo. Poor Leo. So he's scarred once again. We will return why, and continue. Why, I mean, seriously, though. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be back. Why Sega's- the Ferris wheel? Like, what? I mean, didn't you think it was a possibility that you might get stuck up? No! Have you ever been stuck on a Ferris wheel ever in the world? Well, it, it could take longer than Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. St. Gennaro is the patron saint of Naples. It's the largest Italian feast in the country. It started as a one-day block party, and it evolved into what we have today. Oh, here we are. We're back, and everything old is new again. How about that? What what do you think, David Cohen? Are you excited about San Gennaro? What is San Gennaro? It's all New York City. We're talking feasts here on everything old is new again, or some people call them fairs. What are you saying? Okay, let's – well, we'll get to San Gennaro in a minute. I want to finish the last segment. Trying to avoid list. Follow up on that that, crazy story. That literal – almost literal Simpsons episode where Homer (laughs) and Bart get stuck up on a Ferris wheel – 
and Homer misses the, the donut eating contest and Bart, you know, never forgives him. So I think, you know, once again, you've scarred your son <laughs> and you have to make it up to him. What about this year's fair? Can you can you enter again for this year? Well, unfortunately, this year is the first year back, and it coincided yeah. with the Star Trek convention, so I had to go to the convention. Next you year... You went to the Star... Well, wait, so you <laughs> went to the... Did you know it, it was on the same weekend? Yeah, but I can't control that. <clears throat> what do you mean? Convention's <laughs> you a convention. I can't control the date of the convention. I have to go to the convention. That's a, that's in the wedding vows. You can control going to the convention, though, can't you? If I or stop going... To, here's here. the thing. When I first got married... <clears throat> I was going to these conventions in Vegas with my buddies. And for the first, you know, 10 years or so, eight years, um, it was either that or, you know, there's one in New Jersey all the time, too, in New York City. It's it's right. written in the vows. In other words, it's 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 a given that I'm doing that. I have the clearance. Who's, the, who's this obligation to exactly? To myself. To yourself. Okay. So there are no expectations of any other human. No. You, this is in your mind. Correct. You need and, to fulfill your your own expectations, even at the expense of, of your son's enjoyment. And if I don't go to the convention, I will now lose that, sort of like a budget. If you don't use that money next year, that money's not going to be in the budget. So if I don't go to the convention the year after, the clearance, the clear-out clearance without hesitation or question to go to the convention – from the clan is is not going to be in the book so i have to go now i have to go to the convention okay so what about next year it's you a have must. to make this up to him somehow it's a it's an absolute must absolutely well, what if it falls on the same date as the convention again well i'm i may join the festival uh what would you call it committee and we'll steer it the right way how about that? I think you need to do that. Yeah, I really do. I got to I got to get. I got to make it back. Make it up for this. I kid. mean, there, there's so much. It sounds like you need to make up to your son. <laughs> I didn't even know where to start. But th this uh, this <laughs> donut eating speak I of, think is a good place. Speak of making it up. I, I tried to go to San Gennaro when I was uh, you know young and in, in law school as well. Have you done this San Gennaro Festival, in New York? Yeah. City? So it is San Gennaro Festival. It's like when you live in New York City, it's a rite of passage. Like seeing the Statue of Liberty, it's just something you have to do at least once in your life is go to the San Gennaro Festival, which is like a is a food festival that takes place in Little Italy. I don't know how long it's been going on. I'm sure longer than I've been alive. Um, Eighty nine years. How many? Eighty nine this year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So and it's fun. It's, it's a fun. Lot of I, I wouldn't. I don't do it every year because it's a bit much. It's super crowded right. no matter what night you go. Yep. Um, but it, 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 the food is great. So, so listen, I'm in law on. school and I'm dating this young lady, and she's uh, she's the the light of my life. And I'm so this is going to be the greatest event. I'm is, this be. is the same recurring young yeah. lady that we've been talking about over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. The okay. unrequited uh, situation. Got it. So I constantly make excuses. I'm constantly kind of trying to find out brand new things to invite her to so that she'll say yes, even even if she just says yes for the event that she's never done before. Forget that she's going with me. I got to have like an extra thing, right? So finally I say, let's go to San Gennaro. This is going to be the greatest. I, what's that? San, well, that's not her voice, but San Gennaro. <laughs> is that's my mom's voice but san Gennaro is this great event we've got you know lots of food you've got uh 
music. There's people all over the place. It's, of course, very Italian-orientated, so you get a little culture, you know, a little exposure to that culture, and it's just a lot of fun. Okay, where is it? New York City, downtown New York City. Okay, let's go. So I get her all hopped up. We're all ready to go, and in the car I'm talking about, like we're talking about, what else can you talk about? David Cohen's going to tell us more, but to me, the sausage and peppers that are out of San Gennaro Feast are beyond reproach. They cook them right then and there. The peppers and sausage are not like wilty. They still have a little bit of, you know, what would you say? uh, Freshness. Freshness to them. They put, they add some spice, some something or other they're putting on top of it. And, of course, if you feel like it, you could pour a little au jus on top. I don't know what they got there. Whatever it is. All special sauces and seasonings. And the bread is made fresh. I mean, this is this is something that you can look – you cannot make it yourself half the time. This is an event, right? So we'll talk about this and what car on the way there. And then we finally arrive in the New York City area. It's probably about a 45, half-hour minute half, – half-hour drive. And it's nighttime and it's a Friday night and we're driving around. And I really, at that time, would not really that – adept with New York City, what it was all about. We, we're, we're downtown, and we, we're surrounding now the festival, and we're looking for a parking spot. Okay. And so, again, we start talking about things that, you know, they have some great wine there, too. I mean, they make a lot of these Italian places, they make their own wine. Oh, it's going to be terrific. It's great. It's not a spot. No, it's not a car parking spot yet. Okay, let me take a right turn here. And then we start talking about, the, the of course, the meatballs. They'll serve you just these just straight-out meatballs, right, with the sauce on. And, I mean, it's amazing. Oh, is that another spot? No, not yet. I'll I'll get a spot. Don't worry. I'll get it. This is before... Before any apps for parking spots, of course. This is... This is 1982. Okay? And and the concept of a parking garage? We're looking. I'm looking. I'll find one. We're looking. And then we take a turn around. We take a turn. And I'm sort of really close to the beginning of the street that starts the festival and i hear this which is you get a kick out of this i think let's see oh boy what's going on here who's hungry there's tony danza aliva is a uh, 125 year old cheese store Went on the corner of grand and mulberry since 1892 stop at this stand because we don't make feast food we make real food so they make real food and that's tony danza from taxi and he's at the stand, and, he, and we're looking at him. And he, from the car, we can see him, you know. And we're like, "This is tr- this is tremendous. It's Tony Danza." I took a little liberty there. I didn't tape that. That I got from YouTube. But we heard him and saw him, you know. And we waved and whatever. So we get all excited. There's Tony Danza's here. There's, 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 there's all this food. There's a couple of little rides. There's a little something here. There's like the music, you know, that whole thing. The music's going, and you take it to the Godfather, you know, that whole thing, you know, where you see they have a San Gennaro feast in the Godfather. Godfather and stuff. Right. So just to give you, because you've never been there, so you're getting all excited. And then we hear a guy announce that they're going to have a cannoli eating contest. Have you seen no, this? Oh, not another eating contest. I didn't join that, but I, I, I okay. always, my, I always get my interest gets peaked when I hear about these eating contests. There was no Ferris wheel, I assume, at this one. No Ferris wheel, Thankfully. but yeah. Okay. And now she doesn't know what a cannoli is, so I have to describe it. For you. Welcome to San Gennaro Festival. My family, thank God. 
has been blessed with a cannoli, which is a Sicilian treat, crispy shell, with a sweet cream inside with chocolate chips. We use rigotta, and in Italy they use pecora, which is a goat's milk. Okay, so, you know, we're hearing these announcements, you know, I'm taping this stuff, we're hearing these announcements, and there's this cut, and she's like, cannoli, what is that? That's a dessert. We're going to have that. Have heard of a cannoli before? Ah, what can I tell you? We were young. Right. We were in our early okay. 20s. And I said, we, this is, you're going to really enjoy, this is 1982, cannolis weren't that, I mean, they were around, but they're not in every store like they are now, right? So, I don't know, like, what I'm imagining that, I don't, it's been a while. So, anyway, so we're getting all hopped up for that, and there's going to be a contest, this is the greatest thing in the world. Is there a spot that, no, I can't find, it's not a spot. And then we pass by, you know, one of these garages, filled. Another garage, filled. And now the panic level starts to rise, because I've been in the car. At the festival, surrounding the festival, for an hour and a half. I can't find a parking spot. For the life of me, I cannot find a park. I'm literally asking people on the road, where do you park? No one can tell me where to park. I keep going around. And I don't know New York City that well. I cannot find it. I keep going round and round and round. She had to go the next day on the concourse to Europe for some dance competition. She had to be home by 11 o'clock. It's 10.30 now. I what? cannot park this car. I had to literally make the left turn, get over the bridge, and take her home. We never got out of the car for the San Gennaro feast. <laughs> Tell me about that. How do you explain that to the parents when they come home? Oh, The parents would have been the least of my worries. <laughs> I mean, she must have been really upset, no? Yes, and who do you think's fault it is? It was your fault. Why? Why? I couldn't find a parking spot. It's my fault. You didn't leave early enough. First of all, you didn't leave enough time, it sounds like, to find parking. We got there around, whatever, 8-ish. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, 8.30. 8-ish? 8.30. Yeah, I I mean, look, the the city downtown, hard to navigate even when there's no San Gennaro Festival. The fact that there was a festival, I probably would have gotten there a lot earlier just to find parking. But I I don't know. I'm speechless again. It's like... (laughs) Good, because we'll come back, we'll get your opinion, give you a moment to get yourself together. Here's the music we heard as we left. Barbecue guy here with Fondue Guy. We're having a nice little barbecue here. Beginning of the summer, we got the pork loin. What do you think, yeah, Fondue? Well, thank you for inviting me, but I'm not big on pork loin. Do you have anything else, perhaps? I well, I'll tell you, I got this jar, this spiked cherries. They're bowls of fire and also got the original kind from HowieSpike.com. I'm going to use the au jus that's in there and pour it as a nice marination over the pork loin. We put the jar down here. You could try a cherry if you want. I don't know. Oh, yeah, let me let me try one of those cherries because it might be the only thing I can eat here today. Let's see. Right out of the jar. Mmm. Mm, I like these. Ah, nice to see. I'm glad you see that. Glad you have it. You can eat it right out of the jar if you like. 10% alcohol. HowieSpiked.com. That's the two S's. HowieSpiked.com. All right. Fondo, I need that. I need the jar back. I got to use some more au jus on the steak here. Uh, one check. Whoa, one check. One check. I, need the, I need the jar. Almost done. Almost done. HowieSpiked.com. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again. Hey, hello. It's John Noble here. I'm, uh, I'm having a great time here with Douglas doing Everything Old is New Again. We've had, we've had a great discussion and uh, you get a chance to look at it all sometime, brother. He's a very good interviewer. He asks some great questions. So have a look. 
How about that? That's nice. The man from Fringe. What a what a great show that is. Boy, I'm going to try to change the subject here from street fairs to something else, but David Cohn will not let me. He wants to respond to my last story about visiting the San Gennaro Feast in a, AKA 1982 with uh, my date. Yeah, It's like there are certain elements of what makes a great story, and that was another great story. <laughs> but this is a continuing theme you have. It's like Sisyphus, right? With you, you and this and this woman. It, yes. It's like you're condemned forever to try to roll that that boulder up the hill, and it keeps coming down. So, but what? So, like when you tell these stories, we all know how they end, right? There's no surprise ending here. So you know what's coming, right? You know there's disaster at the end. So just, I think the anticipation of waiting to see how this event is going to be completely messed up, that's that's part of the good, what makes a good story. And then secondly, the sound effects you added so that we were almost there with you, that you were circling, you were that close, you were circling the festival and you heard the music and the cannolis and the, and you couldn't have been closer at all to this event and yet you still didn't get there. And you had a humiliation, in, in a state of, I'm sure for you, complete humiliation, drive her back home so she could make her flight on the Concorde the next morning or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and oh my God, just, it's, it's almost unbelievable. It is almost unbelievable. That's why I literally, and I hate people that do this, but I have to say, I'm sorry. These are true stories. They can't be fake. You can't make this up, right? I mean, no, you tell you me. Can't. And I know you. I'm not, it's like, you, you, you don't create this stuff up in your head. I mean. <laughs> I'm not that creative. I'm not. <laughs> That's why I need the clips. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Straight out. That was a great one. That was a great one. <laughs> All right. So I mean, it's 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 a sad ending for you, of course, but I think for us listening, uh, quite enjoyable. <laughs> it's just, it's just, but I keep on trying. I mean, I'm telling you, I keep trying. There are some success stories, but very few and far between there. And uh, uh, and just just so, so listeners know, I mean, listen, I I know Doug and his, and his family and his wife and his kids, and he he has a very blessed life right now, and and always has, and in no way should anyone be feeling bad for Doug based on this, you know, this. this uh, well, let's let's be pursuit. clear about this, and and I appreciate that, and I, and I acknowledge that, but I do appreciate hearing that. Um, but just to get an idea for our show, I didn't get married till I was 42. Mm -hmm. So there are lots right. of stories before 42 <laughs> for the guy that was before luckily, 42. Luckily for us. Luckily for <laughs> us, you didn't get married till Best of both worlds. It, it's a good happy ending, but it took a good long time to get there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's plenty of material uh, for plenty of uh, shows, if you're interested. If you like the stories. If you're not, you're probably not listening anymore, I would say that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, listen, if you don't like these stories, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I, I mean that sincerely. <laughs> All right. So if you want and, to tell and we've us. we've known each other forever. And there there are stories I haven't, like you're telling these stories, and I've never heard them before. <laughs> and I thought I heard them all. And you're still pulling them out of your hat. It's oh, yeah, great. there's plenty. There's, there's plenty. You know why? Because sometimes you don't, like, I didn't, like, get on the phone and call you and say, look at what happened. Like, it's not something I want to promote. <laughs> That's so you like, share in a casual conversation. I kept right? the ones to myself, a couple of these to myself.
All right. So let's let's take a look around the, the festivals. Forget about me for a moment. How about David Cohen first? Do you have anything that comes to mind at all? You live in New York City. There are fairs really left that. and right. I can't, I can't follow that story. There's nothing that's happened to me that's remotely that interesting. <laughs> like you say, you don't abuse your kids like I did for the poor kid on the Halloween uh, or the or the. The donut contest. You oh know. no, I've had I've had a number of unrequited love stories. That's for sure, but nothing that you know repeatedly failed so spectacularly as as the stories that that you're telling. <laughs> and as far as food festivals, I, I think I was saying this to you earlier. It's like no, I don't have food festival stories. I mean, I'm like you know 99 of America. I go to these food fairs and I have a good time and I eat the food and nothing horrible happens to me. Unlike you, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I, I don't yeah. know what to say. I'm well, let's put it this way. Here. We talked about, uh, you know, the food at, in New York and the sausage and peppers is huge. You like something else. What's it? What, what do you go for? So there are festivals around New York City and, and they're big in the fall. Every neighborhood has at least three or four. So there's literally hundreds that happen. And because of the pandemic, you know, they, they had been postponed, postponed and I'm hoping that they'll start revamping now. But um, there's one vendor that sells these like bratwurst, like frankfurters, except it's bratwurst. And they are, every time I eat them, it's like I'm dreaming. Like I can't mm. believe. What makes it different than a bratwurst? You get it, you know, whatever, the grocery store. I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's the way they make the sausage. They do something to it that's just unbelievable. And the line is always it, at least a half hour wait mm. to get it, but it's worth it. And it's a restaurant. And, and every year I go and I see the booth and I'm like, I have to remember the name of the restaurant because I'd like to actually right. go to the restaurant. Right. But of course, you know, I, well, I let's forget. be clear. That's ha- in New York City, especially that's but even on in the East Northport, that that's half of it is the is the the store that you're walking in front of or I should say the restaurant or store. They're, they've got their wares on tables out in the street. You know, so that you, they could sell you the food right there. It's not like you got to go into the restaurant. That just makes it a little bit more accessible, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And thankfully that, you know, they they know enough to go and, and bring their food out to these festivals because I'm sure they attract a lot of people to, yeah. to the actual restaurant yeah. that they have. All right, here's the thing. There are festivals in every state. There's food all over the place. Let's look at some surprise ones that I think I would love. Let me back up. I would, if I had to choose one festival to go to for the food, though I don't know how expensive it might be, is New Hampshire. You know what they sell in the New Hampshire ones? They don't have sausage and peppers. You know what they have? Lobster roll. Oh. Amazing lobster roll. With lemon zest, celery, parsley, all kind of stuff. This, this, it's fish sauce. This, I would go for that in a minute and a half. I and mean, so these are so these are uh, festivals outside of where we live, right? And we're we're talking about foods that are available there that we'd like to have. Yes. So let's reach out and see. How about Illinois? What do you think is the big seller in Illinois? You'll never get it. Well, they love hot dogs, so that gives you a hint. Um, hot dogs. Corn dogs. Corn dogs. Yes. That's, oh, that's pretty uh, nationwide. No? California. Not a food, a drink. What do you think? Wine slushy. Never heard of that. I found one that you sent me. Yes. That looks really decadent, and I'd probably try at some point. Although I don't know where. So check this out. The donut burger. Two crispy cream donuts. You know, nice. the original glazed. Right. One in the bottom, one in the top. And in between is uh, all beef patty 
with lettuce and cheese. And so just the way you would imagine imagine a, a regular hamburger, instead of the buns, you've got two Krispy Kreme donuts. It looks unbelievable. Oh. I'd probably throw up right after, but I definitely enjoy it. Oh, that's what what state is that? You know, it doesn't, doesn't say. Oh, this one this one doesn't say actually where I'm, I, All right. I'll, let me see if I can find Take it. A, how about in the meantime, someone you want to avoid, in my opinion, respectfully, Nevada. Bisque fries. You know what that is? A basque fries. Any no. idea? It's B-A-S-Q-U-E. I'm not really good at pronouncing it. It's literally this particular type of meat that is sliced thin, tenderized with a mallet, marinated in milk overnight, battered and dredged in lightly seasoned breadcrumbs, then fried until golden. No ketchup for this delicacy. The problem is the meat. You know what it is? Lamb testicles. Lamb testicles. Yeah. Not... Lamb testicles. Yeah. Has to be lamb. I'm not sure which word is more important than that. <laughs> Has to be lamb. Um, wow. Yeah. Not, not a fan of that one, I don't think. What do you think? Would you, <laughs> would you go for that? I don't think Probably, I would even try you know, It's that. one of those things where if you didn't know what it was and someone said, just eat this, it, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd like it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll go for that. It's, you know, we try try it without knowing it. <clears throat> How about Tennessee? Tell me if you know what this is. A deep fried goo goo cluster. They've been serving this since 1912. Any ideas? Hard to say. No. A cluster of, this sounds good, roasted peanuts, marshmallow nougat, and caramel embroiled in a milk chocolate co- topping on a stick. Oh, wow. Deep fried, by the way. Google Cluster in Tennessee. I like that a lot. A lot. Something I also think that David Cohen, I'm going to bet, likes this. And you, I don't care. They're sold everywhere. But if you go to Buffalo, this is the, for some reason, they know how to do this the best. So if you go to Buffalo, New York, to a fair there, what are you going to get? The Buffalo Wings. But I'm telling you, they have some Bayou sauce. They do something different. It's tender. It. I mean, it's... It's amazing. Am I wrong? So you've had this? You've yes. Yes. Totally oh, wow. different than anywhere else. It's like pizza outside the state of New York. You know, you can get what it. What are you doing up in Buffalo? I was visiting a buddy of mine for college back in the college days. Okay. Mike this Dave. isn't another w- with the young woman we've been talking about. No, this is after off. the young woman visited me in college, and I had to go because I had to go visit my buddy in, in Buffalo just to, to get as far away from Providence as I could for the week oh, after boy. that. That's okay. another story. I'll tell you about that one down the line. All right, we'll be, we'll be back. Right, this is Everything Old's new again, talking all things fairs. What do you think? You're listening to Everything Old is New Again. We're talking about uh, fairs we hear, talking all kind of fairs. I'm sure your main street's got a street fair, uh, USA, anywhere you are, lots of stations listening to Everything Old is New Again. Douglas Viviani with uh, David Cohen. I think we can relate to all of these, and, and all of these have rides in them. And so I'm just wondering, like, what rides you like? I I think with a kid, though I get into trouble with this one, is the bumper cars. It's it's It's... Kind of like mom and dad and kids can ride on that too, right? Don't you think? Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a family, a family thing to do. Like for an sure. instant thing. And of course, I get into yeah. trouble because I take Why? it to the instant degree. Well, you know, my son is uh, nine, right? Mm-hmm. And he's riding this thing, and he likes to bump around. He rides by himself. You know, he likes that. That's kind of cool. I like the idea. He's got some autonomy, and 
And he's riding around the circle, and all of a sudden he gets stuck. You know, these kids that get stuck, and they don't know that if you turn the wheel, little hint, all the way to the left, your car will go backwards. So he's stuck. He doesn't know how to do that. So I see an opportunity. Of course, I'm, I'm, this is bumper cars, right? I turn around. I, I'm you know, around the corner, and I see him stuck. And I go, I'll unstick him. How else am I going to unstick him? I'm going to barrel into them. I'm going to T-bone him, right? So I turn, and I got <laughs> this maniacal smile on my face with the eyes oh, wide man. open. And I'm going towards this kid, and he's can't get out. He's frustrated and whatever. And then I yell his name, and he hears me, and he looks over his shoulder. And what does he see? The man that's going to help him his whole life. Been helping him. Barreling into him. Three seconds later, I'm barreling in, T-boning him, and he's bouncing around, and he got loose. But boy, does he get mad. He gets he gets upset. Why? Uh, but did, did you give him any warning? Like, I'm coming, to, I'm going to hit you, but it's to loosen you up, to get to free you up? Or you I just say, hey, just... Leo! And then, ba-boom, here we go. That's all. Yeah, well, of course, of course he got upset. <laughs> then I got to get off the ride. All right. Then I got my wife taking pictures of the whole thing. And she's upset with me. Then the whole day. All I'm going to hear the rest of the day. You know, you can't even ride the bumper cars with your kids and have fun. He's upset now. You upset Leo. Why do you do that? Can't you just ride? A, I mean, I, I don't know. So then it I, is, it's like another Homer Simpson thing where, yeah, I could see him doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get him. And, and you know. Bart is like stuck and helpless, and that's a yeah, terrible thing. That's terrible. That's well, what I got to hear about the rest of the day. You could have let him know you were coming to that. That was the purpose of of why you were ramming into him. No, I don't. I, it's a bump. It's called bumper cars. Okay. Right. That's okay. A, so. That's my. But defense did he get over it? He got over yeah, it. Yeah, he so, gets over right. everything. So okay. related, poor kid. You know. And then listen, he's gonna. He's learning a lot about life from from his dad. The, the harsh realities of life. From his He's learning about how his life is. Yeah, the harsh realities of his life with his dad. Poor guy. Poor kid. All right, then, then let's talk about Angelica. She oh. loves the roller coasters, right? She's, this is your daughter. Yeah, she's 12. She loves the roller coasters. She wants to ride these roller coasters. And we see a new kind of a roller coaster. There have two stories with her. Make the first one, make it really fast. Have in, in, in the parlance of roller coasters, they go up and down, right? Isn't that... Most of what happens. Makes Have sense. you seen yeah. these ones that are a kickback? And I've researched them. Back in the there was a day when there were other kinds of roller coasters, and they challenged the up and down roller coaster. In other words, yes. they were the kinds they called the mouse, where they just make a quick turn, right? Quick turn, quick turn, quick turn. Right. So she had never seen that before. Let's go do a roller coaster. Let's do it. And then they explained to her what it's going to be. So we go up. I finally get up, and she's waiting for the drop. There's no drop. This thing, you go like breakneck speed. To the corner and shoo, and you make a turn, and then shoo, another turn. I got to tell you what I'm not I'm not kidding when I say this, especially if it goes high up. And this one was high up. These things are definitely more scary than most roller coasters with the up and down business. Have you tried mm. one of these things? No, I can't. I, I I can't deal with the roller coasters. Okay, I I I, I can't go on them. No, and they don't really call them roller coasters. But if you look on like back, you know, if you want to research this, they'll say they call them. Some of them was called the mouse. I don't know why. Whatever. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. And there was a battle there for a long time. If you look at the history of coasters of one versus the other, and I took this thing as like as nothing. You feel you are going off into the abyss many times. We got off of there, Angelica and I. Swear to God. She looked at me and just walked away. 
<laughs> he didn't say a word to her mother. Gave her mother a hug. And don't you know the first thing that happens is mom looks down at her. And then I get a face that I can't describe on radio that looks at me. I'm the bad guy. All I did was take her on a ride. I should know better. I'm at fault for her not feeling comfortable after riding that ride. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh... I'm the bad guy. She loves the coaster. So I go, okay, let's try this Cleopatra's barge. Have you seen this thing? So just to be clear, though. Yes. Angelica had been on roller coasters before. Yes. It's not like her first experience. This was just a different kind. She not, yes, we just just did not expect that experience. With yeah, I, I personally, I, I wouldn't have faulted you for that. It's just you know, it's just one of those things that happens. Yeah, and uh, you're trying to you're trying to give her what make her day fun, and, and right. this is the kind of thing she likes. But this particular ride was, you know, sadly terrifying. But I get the look. I get off. I go. Yeah. So I get the look. I get the look. What what did I do to get the look? All right, so that uh, all right, that's it. And then the car, don't you know? I'm going to hear about this for the next 20 minutes on the way home. Okay, so I go. All right, uh, let's try something out. Angelica, why don't we try so something? That's, so that was a terrifying ride part two for you. Was the ride home? <sighs> yeah, that the worst part of all of these family functions, the ride home, because I'm always because <laughs> a recap. There's always a recap of what Dad did wrong. I never do everything right. There's always something I did wrong. All right, so here we go. Angelica, you like the you like the coasters, you'd love this thing. You like that feeling of going up and down, right? You know? Okay. Cleopatra's barge. This is like a big boat. It's sort of sort of sort of like a half moon kind of shape, you know? Is it one of the, those pirate ships that rock? Yeah, back like a pirate and, and it just yes, and it goes up okay. and back down and up and down. Yeah. And so we get in it and we we take uh, the back seat, which is the most uh you're going to feel the most reaction to this ride from the back seat. And sure. she's all hopped up with high five and we're looking, it's going to be great. Okay. So finally we get rolling. It's, it, if you didn't, I assume you don't like this one either. No, I can't. The motion thing. Yeah, I can't I, I, I kind of don't I've seen it. them in action though. They look terrifying. Well, let me say this to a roller coaster person. They look tame as can be. I can they, see that. They're not. These things are worse than a roller coaster. Really? Why? Because you go up, you're going back and forth and back and forth. And finally, when you're at the max, you're up and almost to the point where you're falling out. You get what I'm saying? You're, you're, oh, you're up so high. They go, they go one click higher, and you're literally looking down at your death. Oh, like wow. Like if you come out of that thing. Well, this, of course, is centrifugal force. It's not going to happen. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're lo- you, but your mind, mind doesn't know that. Right? Correct. And then you go, you go down and you go up and you look at the people across the way. And now think about it. You look at the priest across the way. They were just where you were up top. You're looking at them now. And you see the fear and angst and anger and frustration in their face. And they come down. Everybody's screaming like a lunatic. I look over to Angelica. We do it like two or three of these up. and, And I look over to her. I swear to you this happened. She's white as a ghost, but I think she's passed out. Oh, I literally God. think she passed out from this thing. Oh, man. Yeah, people do. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've seen it. It's not uncommon. And I, and I said to myself, do I wake her? Or is this oh, a body? It's like, what do I, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wake her. It's worse. He Who do you think so is horrible as a parent? My God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's at the bottom of this, this thing taking video and pictures? Who is? My, who is? My wife. You know she's going to capture this. You know I'm in trouble because I took her on this ride and she passed out. It's too much for her. How long was she out? Do you remember? About two of those circles. Up 
and down, up and down, and she was out. Okay. Then she gets up okay. and she's not feeling good, and she whispers over, "I want it to end. I have oh, no way to control God. this from no, ending." No, of course, right. And this, uh, the only advice I could give her or you or anybody listening, it helps bring it from like a hundred to maybe a ninety of fear. So not that much, ten percent. Look down at your shoes. Do not look at those other people. Do not look at the at when you're up at the top, you know, looking down and seeing how high up you are and all that. Just look at your shoes the entire time and soon it'll be over. But it wasn't over soon. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And it's going. Like, like uh, do you remember how many more swings back and oh, forth? Oh, another 10. Easy. Oh, my Easy, because they think what, you're loving it. Did she pass it. out again? She, no. She, she, no? She looks down at the shoes, and what does she see? She's wearing flip-flops. What does she see? Her right. flip-flops come off of her feet and fly in the air <laughs> and hit the person on the opposite side. I don't know how it happened. No. I don't know. She's flailing with her feet, you know. Oh. So, so, so that's that. So now... I have to, I can't, like, I get, the ride's finally over. And she has no flip, well, one flip, she had, she only lost one. So so she's limping, so to speak, because she's only wearing one flip-flop. And and I've got to explain to my wife who didn't see this, how did she lose the flip-flop? And I'm going to say she passed out, and her foot went out. (laughs) That's literally evidence of her passing out. So I don't know what to say to my wife. She just lost it on the ride. I mean, it happens. Yeah. No? It didn't work. Didn't work. No. So there it is. Here's my experience, my fun, the thrills and adventure, and it's all documented. Like, was she mad at you? Was your kid mad at you for bringing her on the ride? That's a great question. You know what she said to me when it was all with? Let's do it again. Ah, okay. Well, that okay. That that that's (laughs) guess what? Some validation for you, right? Yeah, I ain't doing it again. And in the car, (laughs) and, and in the car ride home, boy, don't you know? Isn't it amazing, though? Like that that's part of the the whole ride experience. I'll never understand where someone could be so terrified that your entire body shuts down. Right. She passes out from fear. And yet she wants to go and do it again. Yeah. And don't you know, on the ride home, they're going through the video and the tapes. Don't you know, my wife sees a picture of her passed out next to me. And right in front of her face is this freaking flip flop as it's going by. (laughs) <laughs> I have to show you this picture. On the video? Oh, yeah. All right, so there you go. Don't you know I heard about that? Don't you know I heard about that for the next half a year? We'll be back next week, and everything else do again. More fun, thrills, and adventure on uh, Everything Else Do Again, Pop America's Pop Culture. Dave, say goodbye.